Welcome back, everybody. It's Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, I'm Jared here with Bob, just the two of us. Right, uh, right up front. Also, before I get into what I was going to say, let me have a, a, a shameless plug here. Uh, we run the, not the, and it's not the only one. It's a weekly NFL pick and pool. So if you're interested and you would like to join, it is $6. Uh, reach out to us however you want to. If you have our phone numbers, you can text us. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks wherever you want. Shoot us a DM if you want in six bucks a week. Um, at this point, you're probably not going to win the season long because we're almost halfway through the season. Uh, that's not true. We're like a quarter of the way through the season. Um, Five seventeens to be exact. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's true. So um, five eighteens. Right, right. Yeah, there is 18 weeks now, 17 games. Um, so yeah, if you want in, let us know. We'll get you in. You can. You might not win the season long, but I mean, if you win a couple of the regular of the weeks during the regular season, I mean, that's still just as good. And all you have to do is win once, and it basically pays for itself. So, uh, like I said, reach out to us. So that being said, now that the plug is out of the way. I have been hitting my picks this season through five weeks at a 65% success rate, which if you know anything about sports betting is absolutely fucking absurd. Um, There is zero chance I can keep this up for the entire year, right? Like I, there's, I'm going to come crashing back down to reality. Like there's, there's no way that I'm going to be able to do that. So what, what is profitable? 54.2 or 50, <clears throat> no, 52.5 uh, is profitable or to break on even my, on mine. So <clears throat> I think it's profitable on minus 110 juice. Okay. Is 52 and a half. I want to say it's 52 and a half is okay. no, that must be the break even. Yeah, I think that's the break even. The profit that must is be 54. the break even with the juice. Yeah. Profitable is 54%. So basically, if you bet on every single event you bet on that has standard juice, which is minus 110, which for anyone that's like, what the fuck language are you talking right now? Minus 110 juice means that. You have to bet $110 to win 100. That's all that means. So if you see like minus 145, that means you have to bet 145 to win 10. And then it scales from there. So you bet $14.50 to win $10. Like it's it's just a scale. Like it's just how it goes. It's the American odds. So that's that. So the standard juice is minus 110. If you pick correctly every single bet that you have that is minus 110 juice, 52.5% of the time, you break even. You make no money. If you pick correct 54% of the time with standard juice, you make a profit, right? It's, it's a small profit, but you are technically profitable. Professional gamblers like professional sports bettors like the guys that 
sell well the real guys that sell their picks and make all the money and the guys that bet like tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, not the guy on Twitter that's trying to sell you his picks for $20 for this week. It's the the real guys, they probably hit 56%. Yeah, I was going to say 56, 57. Yeah. And they're professionals, <clears throat> right? They run algorithms and they have math and they have all this. Again, not I, I say all this not to try and like, pump up my own fucking tires because I definitely don't need that. But it's just, it's absurd, right? It's 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 completely unsustainable to continue because because the, the with the weekly pick them, you pick every single game. Well, every game but the Thursday night, the Thursday games. So <clears throat> in every game but five this year, because we haven't done the Thursday games, I've hit 65% correct. My actual bets that I have wagered actual dollars on, I think I am somewhere at 43% win rate. So, I mean, go figure that math, right? But it's I basically only bet on the losers in the pick'em, but that's not actually how it works out because the the weekly pick them you pick against the spread the spreads are sometimes different than what you get on at least mybookie.com shout out to mybookie.com you can use the promo code sarcasmpod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks over there um but sometimes the juice is different right or i'm sorry sometimes the lines are different um so that comes into effect and then also the actual bets that i make Sometimes they're over-unders, right? Sometimes they're total bets. Sometimes they're, you know, a first half spread or a first half total. You know what I mean? So I I can actually wager on goofy shit. Um and in the weekly pick'em, I can literally only pick spreads. And like I said, I've I've been blown, I've I've blown it out of the water. And it's taken me until now to realize like, hey, maybe you should like take your own advice basically and like start betting on these games, like just the spreads. Because apparently I'm okay at it right now. <laughs> Again, there's going to be the inevitable week or two or three where I get where, in, you know, instead of going whatever it is, you know, 12 and four, I go four and 12 or three and 15. Like that's, it's pro most likely going to happen. Um, but what a fucking moron. I haven't, I mean, I bet some of them, right? Like I've, I've won some, I've won 43% of the bets that I've actually wagered money on, but what an idiot. It's five weeks into the season. And if I basically, like I said, took my own advice I could be sitting on a 65% win rate right now. Now, that would entail me betting on every single game, which I don't, I didn't think I had the balls to do. Right. Shout out to a friend of the show, Ian McMillan, at uh, was it Ian MacBets on yeah, in Instagram and Twitter um, and the Bacon Bets podcast. 
but uh, he does it. He bets. He's got the road to 272 bets. He bets on every single NFL game, every single week, breaks it down on his podcast. Again, bacon bets. Um, I feel like I probably should have done the same. Yeah. And now you're kind of fucked because you know, you can't, you know, you can't hit at 65. Right. So God forbid you go three and 13. That could wipe a good portion of your account. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. That's That's, that's a hundred percent what it is. You know, and there was no way, there was no way before the season that I knew that through five weeks I'd be hitting at 65% either. Right. So, so that's true. So if I start betting on every single game now, you're fucked. I'm fucked because if the rest of the season, I could hit on 50%, right. Which would bring my season long total probably down to about 54, 55%, which is still very good for betting. Right. But if I bet on every single game, just the spreads, and I only hit at 50%, that's a loss. So my my weekly pick them, like my season long, might still be really good on paper, but my wallet's not going to reflect that. You know, but if you, if I did bet, and that's why Ian does it, right? That's why he bets on every single game, because he can come out, he can have these good weeks, and he'll inevitably have a week or two that's a down week. But throughout the season... If he hits 54, 55%, he's making money. You know, I think he made what five units last year, something like that. Yeah. Um, he might have won more because last year he started out like plus 30. Actually, yeah. Last year he hit a lot of money dog, uh, money dogs, money line underdogs. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, so. I was going to say, because if my math is correct, we've had five weeks. I don't think anyone's had a buy. No, this week six is the first. So first 16 week of buys. So five weeks, 16 games, that's 80 games. I know we're not picking five, but just work with me here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so 272 minus 80. There's still 192 games left to pick. Right. So if you're 51, no. Yeah, so you have on that math 80 64% of 80 is 51, so that's 51 and 39. Math and stuff. So you would have 147 wins. One thirty one. 47 divided by 272. Yeah, so I mean, if you went 50-50 for the rest of the year, you would finish at 54%. Right. Now, if you go 50-50 for the rest of the year... I lose money. What is that, 192 games? You would... uh, Hold on, so 192... Divided by two, it's 96 times 0.9. Yeah, so you would end up minus 10 units. 
if you went 50-50 the rest of the way. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Good. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> yep, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, so this is the other thing too, is this is why they talk about like some of like the real, real guys. They don't care how you pick over 50, 100, a season. Like that's why Sammy P's always, he always has a running total. It's not for the year. It's just running. Right. <clears throat> because how you pick over time is what's the most important because anyone can get hot for one year. But right. if we're looking back at it in our pick and pool alone, you and Chris are one, two again. Right. So there's something there. Cause we've, and again, we pick every single one. So over two seasons of data, I mean, it's not great, but right. it's still a lot. I mean, we're going to end up picking. Yeah. Cause I finished second in the pool last year in the season long to Chris Freights. And right now I'm in first and Chris is in second. <laughs> Cause are there 18 Thursday games? Um, no. 17. No, because there's no Thursday game. It would be like 500 games that yeah. I just, I'm rounding down. So you over get two three, seasons, it'll be 500 picks against the spread. Games. Oh, that's right. There's three Thanksgiving games, but then there's no Thursday on 17 and 18, I think. All right. Or so just 18. I don't know. Two seasons is like 500 picks against Roughly. spread. Only. Yeah. And that's yeah. only sides. Right. And it's, yeah, that's the other thing too. It's just spreads. So. I need to start betting totals. <laughs> You should probably so you should probably do a split and find out where the fuck you're losing all your bets. Yeah. And I doubt it's line variation too. I, I severely doubt. Like cause we get we get different lines. But it's very it's very rare that here it is. It's very rare that CLV from open <laughs> to close factors in. Right. It's right. Now, where where CLV matters, in the, and this is NFL sides, where CLV really matters is when it was like Bears-Texans, Bears minus three, mm-hmm. and it was like that all week, and then for like 45 minutes, it was Bears minus two and a half, and then if you got it, the Bears won by three that week. Yeah. Like this week, it was Bears minus seven, minus seven, minus seven, minus seven, minus seven, minus seven, day of the game. It got to seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. And the Bears lost by exactly seven. So you can't, you actually couldn't get CLV on that game. Right, right. Because at best you could have pushed. And that's the only time. So it's like, I know for the Bears game this week, we got it at seven in the pool, but I took it at seven and a half in real life. So. I just did this really quick. Shout out to Action Network. Um, not a sponsor of the show, but they could be if they wanted to. I don't think they do sponsorships. <clears throat> um, in my in my actual real betting this season, I am eleven and seven plus three point three units when it comes to spread bets. So, what is that? Eleven out of eighteen. That's sixty one percent. 
All right. Well, I have hey, a maybe feeling. You should, maybe you should stop betting totals. Uh, let's see. When it comes to over-unders this season, I am 5, 6, and 1, uh, minus 1.5 units. So there you, <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> what is five, uh, five out of 12? That's 42%. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of like goofy shit in there. Like I said, like I've bet on, you know, a first half spread, a team total, um, some props, like a rushing prop, uh, you know, so I, those, those haven't been, haven't done good either. So. It's uh, I don't know how to sort this thing. I should uh, NFL. I should I'm doing well this year. Probably, probably stick to spread bets. Like I had the under, like for example, last night's game, um, Kansas City and Vegas. I had the Kansas City team total over thirty. That was a push. They finished with thirty on the nose. And I took the Josh Jacobs under 60 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he finished with 154. So, <laughs> you know, it's like dumb shit like that. I took a couple weeks ago, I took the Baker Mayfield over 203 and a half passing yards because they were playing the Cardinals and the Cardinals have a trash secondary. And he finished with 199 or like 201. Whatever it was, I missed it by like less than five yards. Uh, but again, it was a loss. Like I took the second half over in the the Bengals Dolphins game. That was a loss. I mean, so there's like all those like goofy shit, like team totals and first half, second half bets and shit like that that I just lose. So I think, uh, yeah, I think I need to stick stick to spreads. Unless it's something like egregious, right? Like I was on, um, there was a there was a couple total bets that I was on that I absolutely loved, and uh, they ended up hitting. But let me see if I can uh, find it really quick. There was one, oh, like the Green Bay the Green Bay Giants game. I was on the over forty and a half, and that that one way over. They finished with like 50 points or something like that. I took the under in the, the Colts Broncos game on that Thursday night game that hit. So like sometimes I do. Okay. Yeah. 41% of the time. 41, okay yeah, 40, on totals. 41% of the time. Yeah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Cause I had the over in the Pats lions game didn't hit. So yeah. Spreads. Spreads are the way to go. Apparently. I don't know. I mean, I do, uh, I wouldn't call it a comprehensive breakdown, but I spend a decent amount of time looking at stats when I compare the two teams. Like some of them, I don't know, some of it's weird. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to make myself out to be this fucking wise guy or anything like that. Um, but like some of these, like I'll look at, like if I see a spread that's like two and a half, I'm like, ah, it's not worth it. I, I don't care about that game. But if I see one that's like eight and a half, I'll look at it and I'll actually break it down. 
like I'll look at, you know, um, like net yards, um, or yards, you know, yards per play opponent yards per play, um, rushing yards per rush attempt and the, the, the defensive yards per pass attempt and the defensive, I look at red zone percentage and defensive red zone percentage, like, and I just compare them. And if there's like a big enough discrepancy, I'll bet it. But, or sometimes there'll be like, I, I hit, um, I hit in the, I forget. I I can't remember off the top of my head and I'm not going to scroll through these to try and find it, but there was one game I took, um, I took an underdog that was like plus, it was like plus seven and a half or plus eight because their rankings weren't that different. Like there might've been like one category, like their like one team's rushing defense was significantly better than the other, but everything else was within seven. You know, if one team was ranked 10th in one, the other one was like 16th and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll take the underdog. And it, it hit, it covered. Um, actually, I think it was the, I think it was the Falcons. I think I took the Falcons plus eight and a half against the, the, the Bucks this week. And, um, and it covered, I mean, the Falcons almost won that game, but it, that, that was the game where statistically the teams aren't that much different, but that's what it was. I think the run def- the rushing defense for, for Tampa Bay is, is really fucking good. Um, but everything else was like relatively comparable. So that's, that's basically how I do it. Like, I'll just look, I kind of look at the numbers first and then I'll go to the stats. Cause I, I don't have the time to sit there and, and statistically compare. What is it? 16 games, anywhere between what? 14, like maybe 12 to 16 games in a week, but over the course of, you know, what is that? Eight statistical categories between net yards, rushing yards, passing yards, red zone, and whatever else. And then the defensive side of that. So that's like eight to 10 statistical comparisons for 16 games. Like I, I don't, I don't have the time to do that. So, but I don't know. Whatever I've been doing seems to be working somehow. For spreads. Yeah, for spreads. For yeah, this let's make that very clear for the spreads. So <clears throat> um yeah, I think that's uh that's all I got on that. But what else uh what else we got here? Anything else wild going on? Anything crazy? Anything crazy or wild? I have no idea. Oh, I don't think so. This one's good. People are all butthurt about this. Um, because uh, Biden was at a fundraiser uh, last week, and he said that the world is facing the most serious prospect of Armageddon in the last 60 years. Um. He said that Putin is not joking when he talks about the potential use of tactical nuclear weapons. Uh, I don't, and he goes, I don't think there's any ability to use nukes without causing Armageddon. 
um, saying that the global risk is at its highest since the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis. And like, everyone's kind of flipping out about this. And I mean, I look at it like, you guys are surprised? You're surprised by this? Like, I don't know. And, and truthfully, I, I don't know what people are, are actually butthurt about. I don't know if they're butthurt that he actually said this, right? Like he's letting information out or if they're upset that it's, it's the content, right? Like it's a nuclear Armageddon. Um, like I said, I don't know which one is why people are so upset, but people have been like flipping out about this. But like, I can't believe he said this, all this stuff, like whatever. But he's, he's probably not wrong, right? <laughs> like, I mean, comparing now to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Now, again, I wasn't there in nineteen fifty, whatever, sixty-two, whatever. So I wasn't there. What was Bay of Pigs late fifties? Um, no, I think that's what it. I think the Cuban Missile Crisis was like the Bay of Pigs. Could have sworn Same. stuff happened in the fifties. Eh, it doesn't matter. Again, I wasn't there. I don't even know if my parents were there. Uh, they were 57, 58. <laughs> but from all history and historical accounts, seemed like the Cuban Missile Crisis felt like imminent danger was widely accepted. Who's blowing us up? Russia? Yeah, but if we're that close, shouldn't I know who's blowing us up? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. So the other thing about it too is the Cuban Missile Crisis. So I looked it up. the The Bay of Pigs was in sixty one, and the Cuban Missile okay. Crisis was in sixty two. Yeah, yeah, fifty seven. Um, got it. There might have been. I think there was a false flag operation that happened too. That might have been in the late fifties, but um, whatever. So the other thing, what I was going to say was. The Cuban Missile Crisis, one, was a legitimate threat to us, right? Because Cuba is, what, like 90 miles off the coast of fucking yes. Florida? It's close enough that people swim <laughs> and float over in tires. Yeah, float over on doors. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's that close. So that posed like a legitimate threat, right? They literally taught kids frivolously, but in school to get underneath their desks in, in case of uh, nuclear fallout, which again, it's, that's the dumbest thing ever. It's not going to help anything, but they, they did that in schools, right? For years, probably like a decade, if not more. This is 6,000 miles away. Roughly. Is it Russia? Is, is, it's is it's Russia, Ukraine. It's is, the Russia so, and Ukraine. So Russia's the threat of Armageddon? Yeah. yeah. They've always a threat. They were the threat in, the, in 1962, too. Yeah, because they the actually Russians. used to be a they used to be a powerful country. Right. Right. Now they're just insane, but they're they fuck you. They can't afford to fucking cr- cr- cause Armageddon. Right. Yeah. Financially, they're not good. Their, their economy is not great. Um but so just trying to like break it down, right? One, this time it's 6,000 miles away, not 90, 
you can't you can't hop on a tire and float from the Ukraine to the United States. It's I, I hate to break it to you, but it's not going to work out too well for you. Think think it's landlocked. Yeah, yeah, um, and very far away. It's very fucking far away. And the other thing is, it has zero to do with us. Now, this is a potentially unpopular opinion to all those people that drive around with the Ukraine flag on their fucking car, the bumper sticker, and in their Twitter bios. But what happens between Russia and Ukraine, I don't really give a fuck about. Because again, it's 6,000 miles away, and it has nothing to do with us. So if Russia were to drop a nuclear bomb on the Ukraine, Yes, that's war crime. It's terrible. It's a travesty. It's the worst thing to happen since 1945 when we did that to Japan. We don't need to get involved. If Russia drops a nuclear bomb on the Ukraine, there is no reason that the United States should then drop a bomb on Russia. That's like, seems like a good way to ask for trouble. Two guys that you don't know are fighting in a bar and you walk over to the bigger guy and just punch him in the face. That's the equivalent of that scenario. <laughs> like it, it, it doesn't end well for anybody, right? Like you're just, why, why get involved? Like if you want to break up the fight, you want to try and mediate, you want to do whatever you want to do, fine, whatever. I guess, sure. But there's no need to get involved, right? Like, And I know technically we are kind of involved already because we're fucking sending money and weapons over to the Ukraine. Don't forget prayers. Yeah, and prayers. Put tons of prayers. That's the most important, actually, is the prayers. Um, and thoughts, too. Thought, thoughts and prayers. T's and P's, um, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the bumper stickers obviously help because that money clearly goes directly to the Ukraine and not to some what the random seven, the seven cent profit. Yeah, not or not to some random sweatshop in China. No, that's that's not where the the money from the bumper stickers go for sure. Um, it's like I just I just don't understand for them to be like, well, it's we're close to a nuclear Armageddon. Why? Why? Say they drop a bomb on them. That's really shitty. It's not our job. It's not our job to go in and fucking drop a bomb on them. They didn't do anything to us. They didn't fuck with us. We fuck with them. We stopped buying their oil, which we stopped buying their oil from them. <laughs> we now buy their oil from the Saudis, who charge us more for it. But... You know, I think we talked about that on the podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, man? What are we doing? And Elon Musk actually got a bunch of heat for this. Again, from the Twitter mob, right? Because he literally came out and he tweeted and he goes, why don't we take a vote of all of the territories that is being invaded? By Russia. If the people that live there 
vote that they want to become part of Russia, we should let them join Russia. And if they vote that they want to stay Ukraine, they should stay the Ukraine. And then everyone with the fucking Ukraine flags in their bios, they're like, you're a Putin apologist. You fucking hate the Ukraine. Oh, I didn't know you were a puppet for Putin. And it's like, I, I don't think he's that wrong, <laughs> right? Like, because there are some regions in the Ukraine. So for anyone that has no fucking clue about this whole thing, the Ukraine's a relatively new country. It used to be part of the Soviet Union. It was all one giant country. And that's the country in 1962 that actually had some real balls because they put nuclear missiles 90 miles off the coast of the fucking United States. The, the, the Russian Federation, as it stands today, as far as we know, don't have anything similar to that. But so the Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union, which effectively was Russia. Then the Soviet Union broke apart. All the countries broke off. Ukraine became its own country. And then when the Russian Federation was like, you know what? We kind of want this shit back. So in 2009, 2010, it was under Obama. They went into Crimea, which is a region of the Ukraine. They fucked it all up. And they were like, this is ours now. Cool. This We're taking this. And the United States didn't do anything about it then. Did you hear anybody talk about prayers for Ukraine? Thoughts and prayers for Ukraine? What about the people of Crimea? No, because the people that lived in that region of Crimea actually wanted to be part of Russia. They were like ethnic Russians. Like I think they spoke Russian, but they were just part of the country of Ukraine. I think it's the same thing with Chechnya too, which is a whole other different thing, but that was in the 90s, but whatever. Um so there are some legitimate areas of the country of Ukraine that are ethnically, historically Russian that want to become part of Russia. And Elon, his idea was, well, then just let them go. And the people that don't want to go can stay. But that's not okay. Well, I can see the downside of that. I, and I get what what Elon Musk is doing, but it can't be that simple because, right? And and eventually you just overthrow the Ukraine, which is probably right. what's which which might happen anyway. So I right. don't know how and I don't know how much better it is. Maybe I'm an asshole for trying to like simplify it and make it sound. Yeah, more it's way simple. too it's way too simple. But like the when the alternative is nuclear war, like why not just let them take a vote? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, well, it's a good thing because there'll be certain regions that want to go, certain regions that want to stay. It won't be black and white, right? And we make no progress. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Now there might be again, like, say there's, you know, three regions on the border. I don't know what percent of the population it might be. They decide to go Russian. Well, now Russia's, you know. Gaining some people in the region, moving a little bit closer, a little bit of invasion, bit of this, bit of that. But are they already invaded? So I mean, like, I don't know what the issue is. That's really interesting that you mentioned that the uh, the creep of the border further and further, because um, that is quite literally what NATO has done to Russia. 
the the North American North Atlantic Treaty Organization, I think is what NATO stands for. Um, it's basically the the United States, Canada, and then like you know your typical like England, France, Germany, fucking all those those bullshit places. After, I think after the Soviet Union fell, it was created, or after World War II, it was created. I don't know. It was after some big thing happened. It was created. Um, basically as like an anti-Russia thing. And they told Russia that there was like essentially lines that they wouldn't cross, right? Like, don't worry, we're not gonna, you know, allow the Ukraine to join NATO, for example, right? And then the Ukraine was like, hey guys, we kind of really want to join NATO. And then for 15 years, they were saying that, and NATO was like, no, 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 we can't do that. We told Russia, we promised them. And then like last year, NATO was like, okay, we'll listen to your argument. Maybe we'll let you in. And Russia's standing there like, are you fucking shitting me? Like you told me that you wouldn't let these countries in and you just let them in. So that's why I say like, we have been fucking with Russia the entire time. And by we, they I might, mean like NATO. They might deserve it. They might, yeah. They've fucked yeah, with and a lot I mean, of I'm not, I'm not trying to defend either side, right? I think everyone involved is um, a bunch of fucking cunts, right? Because they're all politicians, and that's that's the rule here on this show: is all politicians are cunts. Um, but <coughs> it's neither side is innocent, right? So you have no. the side of NATO no. that's been that's literally been fucking with Russia for the last, you know, decade allowing countries in that they told them that they weren't going to allow in and then Russia's being a dick back. So it's like, all right, well, what are we doing here? I just don't know. There's I don't a lot know of anything. things I don't know. I don't really know anything. <laughs> I like kind of forgot like this Ukraine thing was still going on. Yeah. Well, we moved on to other stuff because we can only care about things for so long. It's probably better that way. Like student loan relief. No, we're beyond that too, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we are for sure, actually, because they reneged on some of the stuff that's not being covered in the news. Oh, do there's tell. Gonna be, there's going to be a lot of people. So shout out to Sexy Chris. I, I tried to get him on tonight because there's a ton of shit that, that he was like, I want, I want to talk about all this stuff. I'm like, don't worry, we'll get you on. Um, maybe on Sunday for, for Monday's episode, we can go over all this crazy shit. But, um, so the Biden administration passed the student loan forgiveness program, right? It was anybody that had any sort of debt that was held by the federal government for student loans would be forgiven $10,000. Uh, for the average person, $20,000 if you ever received a federal Pell Grant, which is a grant that just is given to people from low-income families. So all it takes is one time. If you ever got the Pell Grant once for any amount, you qualify for $20,000 of debt relief um, versus the $10,000 for everyone else. 
So they did that. Yay, hurrah, the Democrats are awesome. Let's vote for them in November. Okay, well, we passed that in August, and they also extended the student loan interest pause until January. Yay, let's vote for the Democrats again. So August, September rolls through. We're now in the middle of October, right around last week. Uh, the Biden administration came out and announced that actually the people that have student loans that are held by the federal government, you guys are still good. But if you have loans that were initially held by the federal government, but are now held by private banks... Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna let those go anymore. So basically, like if you ever refinanced, right? Like it or whatever. Yeah. I forget. I forget the word. I for, there's a special word for it for for student loans. Um, but if you ever uh, consolidated, that's what it is. So if you ever consolidated your student loans from the federal government to like Citizens Bank, initially, the administrate Biden administration was like. $10,000 for everyone, doesn't matter. Now they're like, well, if that loan is held by Citizens Bank, you're shit out of luck. We're not going to give you the $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also, I don't know, I, I truthfully, I don't know how many you even get this acronym right, but there's a couple different things like an FFEL loan or an FFE loan or whatever it is. Um, that's no longer eligible for relief. So there's certain loans now that are no longer eligible for relief versus when it was originally touted in the news, yay, the Democrats are awesome. It was everyone across the board. Mm -hmm. and then the first week in October, when everyone forgets about it, well, we're going to renege on that. And it's it's still most people, but like it's not everyone across the board, actually. So mm -hmm. like our buddies that run the, the private banks, we're actually not going to fuck them. Right. Because that's basically what it is. Right. So if you if you refinanced your your federal loans with a Citizens Bank or a Wells Fargo or whatever, the federal government was just going to come in and be like, hey, Citizens Bank, now that now this dickhead only owes you. $50,000 instead of $60,000. And Citizens Bank is kind of just left there sitting with their fucking schmenzer in their hands. Like, okay, well, the federal government just told me to fuck myself, I guess. But now the federal government, again, is, is watching out for their buddies uh, in the big banks. So no more, no, none of that now. So hopefully you didn't refinance. <laughs> yeah, how dare any of you make a wise fiscal choice yeah yep to consolidate and get a better rate and whatever yeah whoops <laughs> but yeah no the democrats are awesome we should vote for them it's weird that that didn't come up yeah it's weird too right no one covered that in the news yeah. it's very strange it's really strange yeah interesting <laughs> Yeah, all kinds of dumb shit. All kinds of dumb shit. <clears throat> they suck.
Ever well, they all suck. Republicans all suck. suck. Republicans suck too. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't isn't Herschel Walker getting crushed right now too? Yeah, didn't he? Um, didn't he like kill someone? Or, like beat uh, the shit out of someone? I mean, he probably did a lot of things. He definitely had an abortion. I that he didn't have an abortion. I know. Well, it's twenty twenty two. He could have. He could have, but no, he didn't have an abortion. He paid for an abortion. Ah. Okay. And, you know, he's a Republican and probably in Georgia, I assume. Yeah. You know what the irony of that is? Is I bet you Republican politicians have paid for a lot more abortions than probably the, the Democratic counterparts. I just don't know how to substantiate or debate that. Yeah, it's just, a, it's just, I just... <laughs> made that up out of thin air but i would bet that the republican because you just think like southern republican politicians right like old white guys from with power like they're probably banging their secretaries or banging whoever and they're like oh well yeah you got to get an abortion because you know i'm trying to be the senator and i can't have can't have a kid with the fucking maid right like arnold schwarzenegger Schwarzenegger didn't give a fuck. He was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> he was like, I can't become president. So fuck yeah. it. <laughs> I can have as many kids with maids and, and secretaries as I want because I can never run for president. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're all fucking scumbags. You got no use for any of them. No, fire them all. Definitely don't. Definitely got no use for the ones in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, they're fucking sports betting. Still, again. It's just like one of those... It's it's like the... Um, they're, they're like stubborn children yeah. where they don't really like sports betting. They didn't want it in the first place. It got passed, so now they're just like dragging their feet about it. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know... Uh, like, I don't think uh, the the sporting events should drive the 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 timeline. Maybe they should. Yeah, seeing as though the sporting events are literally essential to sports betting. It's like, oh, uh, we didn't know like all this. It's like everyone knew all this. How the fuck did you not? Just because you just because you weren't paying attention. Yeah, like you didn't go to another state. Maybe get some people that have done this before like fucking they're they're just idiots yeah i saw that the the whoever person is the chair of the committee or something was like well i don't understand why the sporting event calendar should affect our calendar or whatever effectively they were saying i was like did you listen to what you just said because i don't think you did because if you did you might be like, wow, I sounded really fucking stupid right there. <laughs> and then what everyone's saying is, oh, well, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It doesn't matter. Fucking money is money. Right. There was So there was one guy that kind of predicted, I forget what the New York numbers were for um, September. But he goes, oh, well, based on Massachusetts population, you can probably assume that that was probably 350 to $400 million in revenue that we did not get, which at a 15% tax rate, right. 
do the math. About 50? 50 to 60? Yeah. Because I think uh, I think mobile would be 20%. So anywhere in forty eight to $60,000. Yeah. Did I say thousand? Because I meant million. Million. It would be 50 million. In tax revenue. Yeah. And they just want no part of it because they just want to drag their feet like children. Yeah. Well, we didn't really want this. So we're just not going to do it. Yeah. Morons. Like I just I I just don't understand. Like how do you get a how do you have a committee full of people that don't want the thing they're on the committee for? Right. Find five people that want this. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me as to why they would be holding this up the way they are unless there was some sort of sketchy shit going on behind the scenes, right? Like it doesn't matter what it is. It could be the lottery paying them all off. It could be whoever. But like it that to me, again, I'm just a fucking plain old retard. But that to me just smells fishy, right? Like it just doesn't add up. Like you said, like why do you have a committee of people that don't want it that are putting it into place? Why are we voting to pass it? And then already passed it. It's already passed. And we're like, yeah, it might not actually go through until the following year. Like it doesn't take a year to get everything set up. It's like, that's what I mean. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a fucking witch. So we should drown it. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's just wild. just amazing. And now I can see one side of it where <clears throat> retail wants to launch first. Um, it gives them an advantage over the mobile. So they want to get out there first and foremost. Now they're probably lobbying like hell to get that done. Um, so truthfully, whatever. Those businesses have been established in the state for a long time. They've already been there. I know DraftKings has too. I assume they'll cut a deal with somebody. I don't know who, but I would be I would be very surprised. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be that surprised if, if DraftKings didn't get a physical location because they have one in New Hampshire and that's close enough. Yeah. But like FanDuel, I would not be surprised if FanDuel doesn't like cut a deal with Random or something. Suffolk Downs, whatever. Yeah. Because that's Suff. I think that Suffolk license is going to be fucking huge. Oh, yeah. That's what everyone's going to be gunning for. Yeah. Because the random one will be fine, but not that fine. Because it has a, it, it has its own fucking T stop. You mean like people can take public transportation to the casino or not the casino, but they can take public transportation to the sports book. I mean, like that is imagine a be, massive. Imagine being on that, the MBTA. Oh my God, the blue line. They have buses too, or is it just the, the blue line? Um, The silver line might go there, yeah. The blue line is something. That's yeah. a fucking. The, bl- the blue line is going the to one become. I haven't been on. It's going to become 
degenerate fucking central. Well, it already, I don't know if it still has it, but once upon a time, it had the reputation as the most dangerous. Yeah, I can see that because it goes through East Boston. And Revere. Yeah. Nice places. Yeah, great. <laughs> great, great spots. Does it go to Lynn? That would be, that would be nice. It might, it might end in Lynn. Like that <clears throat> might be like the, the last stop. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be the prime, like I said, it's prime real estate. It's Suffolk Downs. It's fucking huge. There's plenty of space to build a, a sports book, like a lavish sports book. And it has a, a T-stop. It has, a you can take public transportation to get people. there. Yeah. Like that is going to be like the most desired spot. Yeah. And I don't know who will get it. I mean... Yeah. FanDuel is going to want to get it, but Caesars might have more. Like, this is what I mean is like, it might come down to like some of these companies might just have more and other companies just like, no, we're smaller, but we'll fucking just go all in. Yeah. But I don't know about some of these books. Sneaky, um, a sneaky play would be Raynham because obviously it's not as desirable as Boston, but it would literally be the only fucking one around. I mean, I know be, there's no, Cambridge, it would be, it would be but, busy, but you just can't do that volume. That's the only thing. Right. Cause like anyone from the Cape from Plymouth all the way down to like Wareham and like new Bedford, like they're going to go to Raynham. <sighs> That's still a tough drive for a lot of those places you just mentioned. No, I know I, I'm, and I'm well aware, but and then, like, cause, cause the way I think about it, <clears throat> you have neighboring. So neighboring Raynham is Bridgewater, probably Lakeville. Does Lakeville border? It has to. I don't know about directly, but it's in that area. Same thing yeah, with like okay. Middle Middleborough. Yeah. Taunton. Definitely, Rehoboth. definitely touches Taunton. Rehoboth. Uh, Rehoboth is like on the other side of town. It's that's a little ways away. Yeah, I'm talking like bordering towns like Taunton, Norton, Easton, West Bridgewater, Bridgewater. I mean, Brockton's right. Brockton's there. close. So outside of Brockton and Taunton, those are just like low, low population towns. There are just not a lot of people there. But I don't know. It's right on 138. Like you might yeah. be able to pull. I, I like. I don't know. It'll really just depend. I'm not. It doesn't matter about money. It's just amount of people. Yeah, but you're right. It will be the only show in town because if you are talking Plainville, that's a little bit of a hike from Taunton. Yeah, and even like Rock say Man. someone lives in Braintree, right? Are you gonna go into the city and deal with the bullshit to go to Suffolk Down, or? Are you gonna hop down twenty four and go to Raynham? I would go to Raynham. <laughs> mobile's mobile's cool too. Well, yeah, mobile. Yeah, I yeah. Obviously, that's the play. But you know, if <laughs> that's awful, but yeah, ugh. you know, like all those people, like um, like Stoughton, Randolph. Well, Sto Stoughton's close. 
Like all they have to do is just hop on 24. Well, Stoughton, you just bomb down 138. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, Randolph's a little bit. Avon. You know, I'm just trying to think of all those those cities that are towns that are right along Route 24. It's just hard though, because no one lives in these places. Yeah. Like Easton and Mansfield is like 60,000 combined. Yeah, it's not a lot. That's Med- one Medford. I was going to say Medford's like 65,000. And it's like the least populated city. It's the smallest one around. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so if you think about Wynn and Suffolk, they're pulling on like the same area, but at like such a higher clip. Yeah. I don't know. And it's almost like uh the 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 northern greater Boston area. So like uh, like we're they'll we just continue up, going to New Hampshire. They'll well no, they'll go to to Wit, right? Like I'm talking like Medford, Malden, Cambridge, Everett. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Like they're all just gonna go to Wit. Like if you live in Medford, like why would you go to Suffolk Downs? Like when no, Somerville is that. literally you could walk. <laughs> you could walk to win if you wanted. You know, so it's like Suffolk Downs has a very uh particular clientele. Let's just say it's gonna that's gonna go there. They might need bilingual tellers. They're that would probably be a very good idea. That would be a prudent business move on their part. <laughs> Whatever book goes into fucking Suffolk better be real sharp with soccer. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's a good point. I mean, you don't have to worry out there just to tail the picks. Don't have to worry about World Cup, though. That's not an issue. Yeah. I had some guy in the golf course the other day because I suck out to play last last Friday. I played I played Thursday and Friday because both days were like 72. But one of the guys I was out there and there's a guy in the next tee box over and uh, I'm literally like teeing up my ball and he goes, Portugal, huh? And I like just ignored it. And then he said it again. He goes, hey, Portuguese? Fuck, Jesus Christ. And I look over, I'm like, huh? He's like, you're like, you're Portuguese. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta always forget I have the fucking tattoo there. And uh, and he's like, yeah, what do you think? Uh, you know, it's gonna be real tough for the World Cup coming up this year. And I'm like, oh god. I'm like, I'm teeing off on 18 because it was at Chamawa. So I'm I'm teeing off on 18, and this guy's on 11. That's the par three that's way up the hill. And I'm like, Dude, I am teeing off on 18. Leave me the fuck alone. Like I I don't talk to me right now. Like it's my last hole. Like I don't I don't I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Like and he's like, "Yeah, you know." And he just keeps going. Talking about like Ronaldo and like he fucking the team and all this stuff. He doesn't care about soccer anymore. And I finally looked at him and I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I haven't followed soccer in probably like 15 years." And he just kind of looked at me. And I was like, have a good day. And I went over and I fucking hit a shank off the tee and then hit a second one that was like a low fucking stinger and was like, all right, well, let's go play this. Like I was just, I was just pissed off. And he ruined my 
ruined my tee shot. Fucking guy. Oh, Portugal. Dude, you're literally like another tee box over from me. Don't talk to me. And he was playing with someone else. Like him and his buddy were playing. Like, talk to your buddy. Like, don't, don't fucking talk to me. Leave me alone. I'm on the golf course. I played by myself. Like, I'm out by myself. Leave me alone. You are with your buddy on a different tee box. Stay over there with your buddy. Just let me play. Don't, don't fucking look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't come near me. Just play your game. So. You should be more well-versed in your nation's soccer team. Yeah. Oh, Portugal. My country won't be there, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're Portuguese? Oh, here we go. Oh, what do you think about the World Cup? Nothing. I don't know when the World Cup even is. Is it next year? Is it's it two November. years from now? I don't know. It's this year? It's in November in Qatar. Cool. So it's literally next month. No idea. Great so, country, though, Qatar. Yeah, yeah, they're really progressive. They really like women in that country. They let them have all kinds of rights. They're very woke. They're they a woke, woke leader. And they won't kill you for drinking in that country either. Yeah, that's definitely not, That's not. not something they do. Yeah, no, they love alcohol. They love alcohol and women. It's an awesome place. Ah, well, on that note, uh, you want to wrap this up? Yep. What do you got? So today, I ordered a uh, or I, I didn't work. I haven't worked since Friday, <clears throat> and I ordered a new rack. So we're gonna put all of our bumpers on one on one rack instead of having three on the ground. Now there's only one on the ground, and it fits all of them. Uh, so I'm putting it together. And I'm like, I know I don't have the right tools. So I'll just, I'll just like hand, I'll put it, I'll get it all in like hand tightened. And then I'll go, um, I'll go buy what I need. So I have a feeling I know where this is going. It's oh. not going to go the way that you think. Oh, where all the racks go? <laughs> well, that's usually how it goes. Um, <laughs> so I get the rack assembled, hand tightened. Just leave it there. So I go to the store and I'm like, all right. So I have a like an adjustable vice grip, whatever. Like I know that's like the brand or like the specific type of wrench, whatever that adjustable wrench is. But like it it locks. Yeah, channel locks. See, I saw channel locks as something else. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, like you know how like you, you get the, <clears throat> the wrench that slides? Yep. That said channel lock on the package. Okay. This I know the one you're talking about. It has a little dial on one of the yes. you spin it and it yeah. spreads it and then you click it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I've got one of those already. Yeah. I know that. So I'm like, all right, I'll at least get an adjustable wrench. I go, I don't know what size these fucking things are. So it's like if I can find sockets, sure, maybe. Um so I go get my adjustable wrench, and I'm looking at the sockets. And I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't even bother with the sockets. I go, I don't know what size bolt this is. Like, I'm not going to be able to fucking get the right socket. So I do pull up the parts list because it's an online manual. I'm like, 
M12 by 80. I'm like, M12 by 80? What the fuck is that? And I'm like, M12 by 80. I go, first of all, usually it comes in something millimeters or a fraction. That's usually how the sockets are sold. What the fuck is M12 by 80? Like, I don't know, maybe 80 is the length of something. I go, I don't know what measure it is, but 80 might be the length because they were fairly long bolts. Yeah. So maybe it's 80 millimeters, something small. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, M12. I'm like, is that 12 millimeters? I'm like, all right, well, I go, you know what? The so- this socket sets 20 bucks. It's company money anyway. I go, I'll just get this. I go, this doesn't look right. I go, I'm fairly certain this is not right. Like more so leaning towards this is wrong and I'm just going (laughs) to get it to get it. (laughs) So I get back and it's not even close. Like not even, I like I I pulled it out of the thing. I go, this isn't even going to be close. Not even close. The bolt is bigger than the profile of the fucking socket. (laughs) So M12 by 80 is not a 12 millimeter size i don't know what the fuck it was but needless to say i do have the adjustable wrench and the the um channel locks so me as a person in my evolution clothes buying the wrong set of socket wrenches guy comes up to me oh do you work here and i go ha Oh, God, no. He goes, oh, God, no. Oh, that's funny. And like keeps going. I'm like, what? I'm not wearing the right colors. Yeah. I'm wearing shorts and a T-shirt. So I'm wearing the wrong type of clothing and the wrong colors. Yep. And I look like I don't know what I'm doing. What possesses these people to ask me these questions? Do you work here? (laughs) At least that one was a do you work here? Because people in Market Basket have asked me questions before, like, oh, do you know where, like, the crackers are? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, like, I, of course, I play stupid. I go, oh, no, I don't work here. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, oh, I just didn't know if you knew. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. I don't even have crackers in my fucking cart. Yeah, no, I've never bought crackers before. <laughs> crackers. Oh, is that with the milk? Yeah, I'd say I'd go I go check out the milk. Well, I don't yeah. think it's there. Then why the fuck did you ask? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, now uh Lowe's. I was uh I was pegged as a guy. Do you work at Lowe's wearing a light blue evolution t-shirt, not a dark blue whatever the fuck they wear at Lowe's? Yeah, and a name tag and an apron, yeah, and jeans, yeah, pants. They don't wear yeah. shorts. No, nope. I'm wearing I'm wearing gym shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Yep. Again, looking lost over trying to figure out what M12 by 80 stands for. Seeing a 12 millimeter socket head and going, that's not going to fit. I should buy this anyway. Yeah, you're right, man. You nailed it. Yeah. Can you help me? No. Do you, do you work here? Yeah. God, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. People are fucking stupid. I just, I, I don't know. I, I just, I like, I don't know. I yeah, that did ch- take a different turn. I was expecting the, huh, where'd all the racks go? Yeah, no, of and, course. And he pull, pulls the other ones out. <laughs> we need these ones too. Yeah. 
oh, these are perfectly good. Oh, why do we put them away? Yeah, no, it's it, it, no. The way it would go is, it's like, oh, I'm gonna buy a rack so we can put all of the bumpers on and get rid of all the trees on the ground. So, like, oh, well, we're gonna keep a few of them on the ground, right? No, I literally just said all of the bumpers. <laughs> yes, are going on this one rack, and all of the trees are getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, but so what do you mean? We can't keep the other ones? I uh, <clears throat> gotta love it, right? Yeah, it's great. Um, well, <clears throat> in another example of why people are fucking stupid, um, there was a professor at NYU, right? So when you hear NYU... It's a pretty prestigious school. It's a it's a relatively prestigious school, right? Like it's not like, you know, it's not like Columbia or like Yale, but it's also not fucking Bridgewater State. Um, you know, go Bears. Yeah. Um, NYU is is a is a pretty reputable school, right? Like it's right. I think that's a fair assumption. Uh, um, I, th- I think about it and I just think of puking. Well, yeah, just because New York is the worst, but um, so there was a professor at NYU that was fired recently, uh, not for anything good, actually didn't, you know, didn't have, uh, relations with a student, didn't, you know, flip out in class and throw something or punch a student. Nope. He was fired because his class was too hard. And uh, how do they know the class was too hard? Well, students were complaining. Multiple students had said that his class was too hard. Now, you might be sitting there being like, well, what class was it? Well, it was organic chemistry, which is widely heralded as the most difficult fucking course that you can ever take. We even had to do a piece of organic chem in high school chem. Yes. Everybody knows that organic chemistry is the most difficult fucking shit you can do. Right? Like it's, there is nothing I would rather do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but what about a what about a 400 level education class? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how to be a hero. Yeah, 405. <laughs> Heroing 407. <laughs> how to decorate a classroom. <laughs> how to make a welcoming environment. <laughs> yeah. So, uh this guy, Maitland Jones Jr. Um, a professor of organic chemistry at NYU was fired after more than 80 students signed a petition complaining about their grades. Maitland Jones Jr., this professor, he's 84 years old. So I'm sure this guy doesn't oh, give a fuck. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't that might give be... a fuck. So, all right. 
that changes my initial thought. So one, 84 years old guy, it is time to hang it up. Right. Like you have overstayed your welcome. 20-year-old kids do not need to be learning from an 84-year-old organic chemistry professor. It's too old. It's too long. See you later. Now, the troublesome part of that is now every time a class is hard, they're just going to make a petition. This is all college kids do is petition and protest. Yep. So So good good, good luck now. Yep. You set a a nice little precedent there. Yep. As a... a consequence or as a result, however you want to say, of that, the entire chemistry department wrote a letter to the dean in in support of Maitland Jones Jr. and in opposition of him getting fired. And they said that we are all on the same side of wanting students to succeed, but we are using misaligned and in many cases, flawed metrics to evaluate evaluate success. Um, one consequence of this misalignment is that our actions are becoming fear-driven, and the, the professors are worried that this case could undermine faculty freedom and weaken teaching practices, which- That's pretty I correct. We agree with, spot on. Now, anytime a professor teaches a course, Right. And they give, uh, say, they in a class of, you know, 80 kids, 10 of them fail. What's to stop those 10 kids from getting together, signing a petition, being like, I shouldn't have failed this class? Yeah, too hard. Yeah, it's too hard. Yeah. That's why our friend Bob Haslam, he's got it all figured out. Yeah, he does. Because you go in there, you bomb the tests, and then he scales them later. Reason being, he wants you to ensure that you don't know anything. Right. Shit being the exact word. He goes, I want you to know you don't know shit. Right. Right. He goes, but I can't just fail you all. (laughs) Now, if Marcy Jones Jr. would have just failed everyone and then fixed their grades, maybe they wouldn't be here. It's true. He could take a thing or two from uh, Bobby Hazzy. He could. <laughs> he could. Well, not he, anymore because he's fired, but. Boy, yeah, yeah. But again, like I said, he's 84 years old, so he doesn't give a fuck. I would no, imagine, I mean, again, like, it's, it's, I imagine it's him getting here. fired. is like, okay, whatever. I'm 84. Like, yeah. I, okay. Oh no. Oh no, you fired me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't imagine that. 84? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, teaching organic chemistry. The most difficult course you can take in a college. In in any curriculum, right? It's wi- widely accepted. Organic chemistry is the worst. And 80 students Got together. I think it, I think they said there's almost 400. So what is uh, what is that? So the fifth, 400. Yeah, it's 20 percent. So 20 percent of his students got together to sign a petition to get him fired because the course was too hard. 
So, I mean, I look at that just based on what it is and go, what about the other 80%? Now, if it was the other way around, right? If it was, uh, you know, fucking how how many did it? 80? So if there were 320 students that signed the petition that the course was too hard and he got fired, okay, all right. That's it's a pretty big number. That's 80% of his students said the course was too hard. Okay. You want to fire him after that? Still not happy about it, but I'll at least, you know, I'll allow it. I won't talk about it on the podcast. 20%. 20% said it was too hard. So the guy got fired. Less than a half of a half. <laughs> Now all the the funny thing too is all these departments are now going to have to deal with these fucking petitions. Yeah, yeah. So good luck, NYU, and you the fucking whoever the dumbass dean was yeah. that got that pe- petition across his desk and was like, "Well, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll listen to eighty kids out of four hundred." I mean, like at that point, like you have the email distribution lists. Like, why not reach out to the? I hey. God forbid, right? I know it sounds like a little bit of work, but you're in a fucking university. You're a dean of a, of a university in New York. You have at least two people that work for you as your fucking secretaries or bureaucratic middlemen. Have them fucking do it. Why don't you reach out to the under other 320 kids that have this professor and see what they think? No, nope, nope. 80 kids, 20%. 20% of his students said it's too hard. We got to fire him. Like what if the other 80% actually came back and now it wouldn't be all 80%, but say it was like 60% of everyone polled was like, oh, he's a great teacher. Organic chemistry is just a really hard course. What do you expect us to do? Then you would have 60% of the people be like, that's their idea, right? He shouldn't be fired. And maybe 40% are like, yeah, fire him. You still gonna fire him when forty percent of the people are the ones that say, you know what I mean? Like, people, we're fucked. Basically, we're fucked. We're making decisions off of the twenty percent now. I would have tried to get so many teachers fired if that was me. <laughs> yeah, especially at like a smaller school too, when the the numbers are less. Like if if twenty percent, I already know which guy I would have went for. If twenty percent is the threshold. Like, you know, that's not that much. That was a fucking asshole, too. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of asshole professors. Well, not a lot. I shouldn't say a lot. I had a few. But, yeah, well, this is life now, I guess. So enjoy it or don't. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Stay away from fucking universities. Um. Don't stay away from us, though. Uh, so hopefully you uh, stuck through the whole the whole video or audio episode, whatever you're doing. Uh, in that case, give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, like, rate, subscribe, review. Tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, if you're an audio-only guy, five stars on uh, iTunes and Spotify would be phenomenal. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, thank you to grillyourassoff.com. Uh, use the promo code SarcasmPod when you check out to get 15% off your order every single time you check out. 
Uh, they have the best fucking cooking apparatus apparatus uh, in the in the in the biz. They've got the best seasonings, sauces, pickles, hats, uh, fucking spatulas, aprons, t-shirts, anything you could want. They have it. Grillyourassoff.com. Promo code sarcasmpod. Uh, get you fifteen percent off over there. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. The Facebook page is sarcasm speaks. Go to the website sarcasmspeaks.com. Buy some merch. Uh, support the show. Tell everybody about it. And until next time, good night.